It Was Always You by M. L. Traffray Read by Literarian Chapter 14 Wait too long, he will be gone. 2002 Edinburgh seems a bit far. Anthony frowned, watching Ezra from where he was sprawled on Ezra's bed. His mum had allowed him to go to the fells, thanks someone, and get him out of the blasted house for a bit. His incision still hurt, but he refused to let on even a little. Fear, of course, that Ezra would say something and call her, get her to come get him. So he stretched out, rested, and basked in being in Ezra's room and not his own, where everything felt warmer, more loved. Yes, Ezra said, moving slightly from side to side in his desk chair, something he rarely did, which is what tipped Anthony off that something was different. But he wanted to study a specific subject, and Edinburgh was the best place for it. Anthony frowned. Is something wrong, Angel? He asked, and grinned when Ezra's lips twitched up at the nickname. No, no, not wrong, just... Ezra looked at the door, open just a crack, enough for Eliza not to get pissy about Ezra having boys in his room with the door closed when she wasn't allowed to. He seemed to debate something for a moment and then shook his head. Oscar... Oscar kissed me. He what? Anthony asked calmly, despite how his heart lurched. He probably would have shot upward if it wouldn't have hurt like a bitch. Just the other day, Ezra said, probably understanding just how rhetoric Anthony's question was. He was hoping, or at least he said, that it was in hopes to sway me into dating him. Anthony waited a second before speaking up. And did it work? Oh, good heavens, no! Ezra replied instantly, making Anthony smile for a multitude of reasons. I, well, it's not that I don't see the appeal. I'm a romantic at heart, so of course I see the appeal of having someone to, to hold me and talk with me and know I can rely on them. But dating? Look at you and Frederick and how quickly the two of you got wrapped up in all that. And Eliza is no better. I know she isn't as innocent as she would like everyone to believe. Do you not want that? Anthony asked, slowly inching down to the edge of the bed so he could be closer to Ezra. I think I do. Ezra replied thoughtfully. But not yet. And I know I am aware I could date someone without their needing to be more, so long as they were a gentleman. But I would rather forego the whole thing for now than worry about it at all. Anthony took Ezra's hand in his, holding it. Any bloke or lady? 
Ezra tilted his head, giving Anthony a look that so blatantly said, Really now, that Anthony laughed until it hurt. <laughs> right, fine, just any bloke would be lucky to have you. And I can't imagine anyone not wanting to wait for you to catch up just to... to... To have the absolute privilege of calling you theirs. That's kind of you, Ezra smiled. But I really think I would rather wait. Only a small part of me wonders if I just let something quite wonderful slip away. Anthony swallowed his pride, told the voice encouraging him to keep his mouth shut to be quiet, and then said... Oscar adores you, and I think as long as you two keep up communication, he'll drop anyone he's with to be with you, if that's what you wanted. Ezra smiled, not as happy this time, but he squeezed Anthony's hand anyway. Thank you, he said. It's been bothering me. Any time, Angel he added, catching the blush that rushed over Ezra's cheeks. The voice inside him warned that maybe he needed to be more careful, to voice how he felt just to keep himself anywhere near the running should Ezra ever decide to trust someone with his heart. Instead, Anthony bent his head and pressed his forehead to Ezra's shoulder, feeling the blonde's cheek against his hair. Asked Mum about the dog, the one who saw me at A&D, he said, peeking up at Ezra. Anthony felt him stiffen a bit. What did she say? Ezra quietly asked in return. Anthony chuckled mirthlessly. <laughs> that it's best I don't bring him up again. That I have an aunt with red hair and eyes do funny things sometimes. That it's just coincidence that she happened to know a bloke from school who has similar physical traits as me. He lifted his head off Ezra's shoulder, wincing a bit at the pull of his incision. Ezra huffed and rolled his eyes, gesturing for Anthony to scoot back on the bed while rising from the chair. Anthony complied, and Ezra joined him on the bed, the two stretched out side by side. Ezra put his hands on his chest and crossed his ankles. Anthony put a hand behind his head, the other resting on his hip, pressed as snug to Ezra as he could be. She married Dad out of secondary, before they started school, he said, turning to Ezra. Two well-off families. They'd known each other forever. He went with her to Cambridge till he finished what he could there and moved on. Do you think your dad knows? Ezra asked quietly. Anthony scoffed. <laughs> think if he did, he'd have thrown me out on my ass a long time ago. No mum, though, appearances and all. I'm sorry. Ezra said, moving his arm around and tucking it behind Anthony's head so it could loop around his shoulders. It's fine, Anthony replied, snuggling up a bit more into Ezra. Just a bit of perspective, you know. Possible I would have had a shit dad no matter how it turned out. And 
It's only a couple more years, then we're gone anyway, right? Of course, Ezra said, placing his head against Antony's. Ez, Eliza called from outside the room before bursting in unannounced and uninvited. She took them in, cuddled together on the bed, and in true Eliza fashion, ignored it. Mum wants to know if Anthony's going to be here for dinner. Probably, Anthony answered for him, not moving an inch. Right, Eliza nodded, then smirked. As you were, she said, leaving and not shutting the door quite all the way. They were silent for a few minutes before Anthony said, Think I have any half-siblings out there? Lord help the world if there are, Ezra mumbled, which caused Anthony to pretend to be offended for precisely five seconds before conceding that Ezra might just have a point. I can't believe, Ezra frowned, can't believe he went back to Edinburgh. It was New Year's Eve and he was drunk. He and Anthony were currently on the back porch of Ezra's home, Dr. Crowley having known where her son was and what he was likely going to do. Also, probably thankful that he was going to be out of the Crowley residence while they threw their annual New Year party. There were one and a half empty bottles of wine on the table with them, because technically they could drink that if they wished, and since neither of them had wine often, even with meals, they were in their cups quite wonderfully. They were also sitting awfully close, the excuse being to drown out the festivities inside, which they escaped in the first place. Anthony leaned his head all the way back and looked up at the night sky. Can see so many stars. Loved camping out here, seeing the stars. Why don't you take astronomy then? Ezra frowned more. Seems more fun than business. Gotta take business, Anthony grumbled while still looking up. Dad won't pay for school unless I do. He's probably not even your dad, Ezra grumbled, then became awash with melancholy. Miss my dad. Anthony cooed or something like it, then dropped his arm heavily around Ezra's shoulders, pulling his head down on his shoulder. Ezra thought he felt something pressed into his curls, but he was rather drunk, and it was probably just Anthony's chin or nose brushing against him a moment. Think this is why he didn't stay home? Ezra asked, feeling Anthony's arm shift around him when he tapped Anthony's hand. Nah, Anthony replied confidently. Asked him about the project, was something, didn't understand it, but he was really excited. 
Sides couldn't help but hear how much he was going to miss you when you were saying bye. Ezra hummed, taking another sip of wine, keeping the feeling of his head being all woozy going. It actually wasn't a bad feeling, all things considered. He asked me out again, Ezra said, shifting to try and see Antony. Said no. Why? Antony asked rather quickly. Ezra shrugged. Not ready, he replied. Don't know what I'm waiting for. A-levels are done soon, just not ready. How do you know when you are ready? Antony's mouth twisted about in some odd ways, some even stranger sounds coming out, making Ezra grin. Didn't see the point in waiting, Antony said before taking a rather large gulp of wine. Wanted to know what it was about. Do you regret it? Ezra asked, furrowing his brow. No, Antony replied thoughtfully. Sort of wish it went better, but don't regret it. Do regret Sarah a bit. She was nice, Ezra countered. Was. Too nice. I'm nice. You can be a right bastard, Angel. Ezra went to argue, then realized Antony was probably right on some level. Yes, dear, he said instead, relishing the giggle that came from Antony, pressed up against him. No, she... Antony said, taking another drink. She was... she was just so... you know... And she should have had better than me, like you. You deserve better than me, Antony exclaimed. Ezra lifted his head. Oh, do fuck off, he scowled, and Antony threw his head back and laughed hard and loud. It made it very hard to maintain the scowl. He poked Antony in the ribs, though he could never land the same place twice, so it was more like a very ineffective tickle. Adore you, you idiot. Deserve better. Tell you who does. You! Adore you too, Antony said as he hauled Ezra back to him, this time with both arms. Ezra had missed when Antony had put his cup down, and not wanting to be the only one holding a drink, he set his down, too. He wrapped his arms around Antony in an awkward embrace neither of them seemed to end, despite being uncomfortable. Sometime later, somewhere in the distance, fireworks started going off. Antony turned his wrist, presumably to see his watch. Hey, it's midnight. Happy New Year. Antony threw his arms out to the side as he twisted in his seat to look at Ezra. Happy New Year, Ezra replied, and then they went back in for another hug, laughing. When the laughter began to die down, Ezra placed a quick peck to Antony's cheek, surprised to realize he felt a peck on his cheek at the same time, 
or at most a second later. Both of them stiffened before slowly drawing back to look at one another. There was confusion and hope and a little longing that Ezra knew was mirrored on his own face. He didn't have long to think on it, though, before the back door opened and they were bombarded with a significantly more drunk Eliza, along with Deirdre and a few other girls from their ever-changing clique. There were more kisses on cheeks, more Happy New Year's exchanged, another few drinks, and then everyone stumbled inside to be warm. At some point, they all fell asleep in the living room, and when Ezra woke the next morning, it was with his head resting on the back of the couch and Anthony's head in his lap. Not a terrible way to start off a new year, really, and certainly different than any one previous. And it was then that Ezra decided that maybe this year would be different altogether. Hey, Angel, Anthony said, bumping Ezra's arm to get his attention. Ready for exams? Yes, Ezra replied, not looking up from his book. Why would I not be? Clearly, this meant that Ezra wasn't paying full attention to the conversation, which really Anthony couldn't blame him. They woke up that morning at the fells, having kipped out in sleeping bags in the living room as Ezra's room was too small to fit them both unless they both took the bed. Which, well, it became an unspoken thing that the two of them sharing such a small space wasn't the best idea. It held a heaviness to it that Anthony didn't want to face for anything, and if he woke up just as smooshed and snuggled into Ezra when they were on the floor, well, that was because he rolled around a lot. After waking, having a morning cuppa and munching down some breakfast, Eliza eventually joined them, mentioned that she was going to meet Deirdre downtown, and would they like to join them? Which they did, but it wasn't just Deirdre, but another one of their friends that Anthony didn't know the name of. And while they were down there, his current girlfriend Clara found them, promptly abandoning her friends to hang off his arm and make Anthony wonder why he went out with her in the first place. Blokes were a bit harder to come by, and in the two years since Freddy, he'd only dated two others. Girls, however, were not an issue. He didn't have the string of significant others his peers had, Anthony kept his dating life fairly active. This latest one had seemed a girl of substance, almost as hard to come by as a bloke who likes blokes, but she quickly dissolved into something different once they became a couple. For example, he would never have expected her to be tugging at his arm while he spoke to Ezra, where they all sat on a short concrete wall in the park. Well, Anthony said, resting his chin on Ezra's shoulder. You haven't looked away from the book since we sat down. Anthony tilted his head in the direction of the book. 
forget that it's on the exam. I like it, dear, Ezra countered with a smirk, and Anthony blushed. Dear was new. Dear came around about a month ago when someone pointed out how Angel always sounded like a pet name. It had begun with a, Hey, Angel. Yes, dear? And it stuck. Not dear boy or fellow, as Ezra had started to use in public, like at his job or at a restaurant, but just dear. It did things to him, mostly making him a bit of an incoherent mess for a few seconds after he heard it. And grinning like an absolute idiot, sort of like he was now. How can you like it? Clara asked, and the smile was gone. Ezra looked up, eyes narrowed, and Anthony could just tell he was holding back a sneer. When Anthony started dating again after Freddy, there was an initial worry in Ezra with every new partner. But Anthony learned from his mistakes and had regularly had outings in which both his partner and Ezra were involved. There were still regular dates, of course, and times behind closed doors between he and who he was seeing, but it was always made clear that Ezra was unofficially part of the package. Which, it seemed, helped Ezra ease into a sort of friendly acquaintanceship with whom Anthony was seeing, regardless of gender. Except Clara. He hadn't shown distaste for anyone Anthony had dated since Freddy, until her. Well, it's a classic for a start, Ezra replied slowly, almost like he was talking to a small child. It's got an excellent take on social norms, the difference between upper and lower class. It was boring, Clara shrugged. Barely read it as it was, used the internet a fair amount just to know the story. Oh, and there was a miniseries. A miniseries, Ezra said in horror. And I wonder just how much of the story they cut out. Probably nothing that mattered, which is sort of the point, Clara countered. All right, can we not argue? Anthony asked, hands out to the side in a placating gesture. Ezra, ever the pacifist, with the exception of that one time, which Anthony still remembered with glee, shrugged and nodded, relenting. Clara, who saw this but hadn't noticed Anthony glancing her way, smirked in that way that said she thought she won something. Anthony shook his head, looking up at the sky and then across the park. He immediately spotted someone that made him both happy and utterly sick all in one go, not that he had any right at all to feel sick. Oscar was crossing the park, his normal pause following quite the distance behind, and he was beaming. He always beamed when he saw Ezra, but that wasn't what made Anthony feel sick. It was the fact that he knew the moment Ezra saw him, he would close his book and embrace the older man. Something shifted between them a couple years back, just before Oscar left for Edinburgh. 
They'd only seen him a handful of times since then, mostly during summer break, but whatever it was wasn't blatantly obvious. Ezra just blushed a bit more here and there when Oscar was around, and there was a charge in the air or some other sort of silly nonsense that Antony didn't want to ask about. Angel, he said, only earning a hum from Ezra. Why don't you call me that? Clara asked before Antony could let Ezra know he had incoming. Because you aren't Ezra. He replied shortly, watching Oscar come closer. The man only had eyes for Ezra, which was nothing new, but there was something different in the way his eyes lingered on Ezra. Antony frowned, deciding to watch how things played out. Ezra looked up just as Oscar was a few feet away, and, as predicted, he closed his book. But what he wasn't expecting was for Ezra to light up. For him to set the book down on the concrete wall they'd been sitting on and get to his feet. Anthony watched as his best friend shyly approached a man they'd known for two years now and did so, blushing. Hello, Ezra said with a smile. Hey, you. Oscar smiled wider, stepping forward, reaching for Ezra. But his arms didn't go around him. They cupped Ezra's face, and then he was... Oh! Clara perked up. I didn't know he was seeing someone. Anthony's jaw had yet to return from where it hit the ground in order to reply because the truth of it was he didn't know Ezra was seeing anyone either. He was pretty damn sure that had Ezra suddenly decided he did want to date someone, he would have known. Anthony had been ready to drop whoever he was seeing at the drop of a hat for a chance to be with Ezra like that, just waiting for the word. Anthony either missed the word or somehow didn't get the message across. Obviously, since he was watching Oscar tenderly, affectionately, delicately kiss Ezra. And it hurt watching this beautiful display, seeing the way Ezra smiled as Oscar pulled back to meet his gaze to stroke Ezra's cheek. So... Anthony said, a bit too loudly, causing nearly everyone to startle before looking at him. This is new. Are you greeting all your friends this way now, Oscar? Oscar chuckled and then looked at Ezra with an affectionate grin. You haven't told him. Not yet, obviously. I was waiting for your return. And I was going to ease him into it. We have all been friends for a couple years now. Yes, friends, right. And yet, despite this change, despite his hands and lips having been on Ezra, Anthony still couldn't bring himself to hate the guy. When did it happen? he asked, hoping this wasn't something that began during Oscar's last visit back in February and Ezra hadn't told him for months. Just a couple nights ago, 
Oscar shrugged. I asked him on a date, and he actually said yes for once. Right, Anthony replied, glancing between the two of them. And this means instant kissing. Well, Ezra blushed deeply and looked at his hands as he flapped them about. I hadn't seen much point in going on a few dates before, perhaps, if he was agreeable to, well, give this a name. Oscar has been patient and persistent these last couple years and, well, I think he's, um... Clara jumped up from her spot beside Anthony and ran over to loudly congratulate them and introduce herself while providing their relationship status. Anthony turned in the direction she'd been sitting and met Eliza's gaze, Deirdre having gotten up to meet the infamous Oscar as well. Eliza shook her head sadly, though her eyes read something like she thought Anthony was a bit of an idiot, but he was pretty sure that was her standing opinion of him. She got up, shifting the one body space down from where she was, and bumped his shoulder. Why didn't you ask him? Earlier, like before we were about to finish our A-levels. <sighs> Anthony shrugged, flabbergasted. He said, not six months ago, that he wasn't sure he wanted to date anyone yet. Just after Oscar asked him on another date, and he said, no, I, I was giving him space and time and hoping that... That when the time came... But you have Clara, Eliza said quietly. But I wouldn't have bothered with Clara if I knew I could have had Ezra, he hissed back. I would have forgone bloody fucking everyone if I thought I could have had Ezra. He turned away from Eliza and looked at the new couple talking to the girls. The easy way Oscar put his arm around Ezra, the way Ezra leaned into it. This morning I was waking up next to him, thinking nothing had changed, and now... Sorry, mate, Eliza said, putting her arm around Anthony and dragging his head down on her shoulder. He went happily, his heart aching with a loss over something he never had in the first place. The twisted part was he couldn't help but feel happy for Ezra and maybe a little for Oscar too. Because they seemed like this was exactly what they wanted and they looked good together. Um, what the hell do you think you're doing? Anthony twitched at Clara's shrill demand but he didn't move from Eliza's shoulder. And Eliza fell, goddess that she could be when she wanted, pulled Anthony just a bit closer. What I want, she replied casually, and I want to hug my friend. He's my boyfriend, Clara shot back. Yeah, and? Eliza asked. Well, he's mine. Really? Is he branded? Property of Clara? Pull your trousers and pants down, Anthony. I need to see where she marked you. Anthony giggled, which turned into laughter at Clara's indignant reaction. 
Relax, he said, patting Eliza on the leg before shifting away from her. Liza's like his sister. Don't like her like that. Eee! Eliza agreed emphatically before getting up and marching over to Oscar. She put her hands on her hips as she craned her head up to look him in the eye. You hurt him, I will murder you, and I will do it in some really unique and torturous way that you will feel beyond the veil. Is that understood? Oscar nodded with a grin, glancing at Ezra with a smirk. Good, Eliza said, before turning to her brother and giving him a smack upside the head. Ow! Ezra exclaimed, rubbing at the spot she smacked. What was that for? You'll figure it out, I hope. She said sweetly, earning a scowl from her brother. Anthony smirked, then noticed Clara's glare and sighed. Okay, so Clara wasn't going to work out. But he wasn't going to split up with her today. And perhaps maybe he could make sure his next partner wasn't so clingy. Getting into Oxford had not been easy, and it was most certainly not what James Crowley had wanted for his son. But Anthony had worked hard, he had Ezra for a study buddy, and when Anthony applied, he hadn't had a hope that he would make it in. But he had, and he was there now, at a mixer for the newbies with his best friend standing beside him. Ezra was over the moon and had been an emotional wreck for days, both after they got their acceptance, his with the scholarship he needed to attend, and the days leading up to their departure for school. And Anthony couldn't look away, not for long anyway. Ezra positively glowed with his excitement, his happiness. He was a fourth-generation fell attending the university, pleased as punch to be carrying on the tradition and honouring his father in some way. He was so lovely, in fact, that Anthony actually took a picture of him, then used some precious data to email it to Oscar, because if there was one other person in the world who could appreciate how Ezra was in that moment, it was his boyfriend. He still hated the word boyfriend, at least when it was in relation to Oscar. Still couldn't hate the guy, he really couldn't. And the fact that, after that first moment, the displays of affection were boiled down to nothing more than touches and handholds meant Anthony couldn't hold that against him. Never mind the fact that Oscar had found it endearing when he heard the pet names Anthony and Ezra still had for each other. This is everything I dreamed of, Ezra said, clutching his clear plastic cup of wine in one hand. When he wasn't flailing the other about, it was both, but at the moment Ezra was doing the flail thing. Well, perhaps not this bit specifically, the socialising and whatnot, 
But being here, getting to learn, Dad would be so pleased he would, and I am, and... <sighs> he ended on a sigh and took a sip of his wine. Glad I get to be experiencing it with you, Anthony replied genuinely, barely able to pull his eyes away from Ezra. He glanced at Anthony a few times, his smile growing with every dot. Why are you looking at me like that? he asked. How can I not? Anthony asked, earning a giddy giggle out of Ezra. Oh, stop! Ezra chided. You need to meet someone, I think. You're not used to being unattached, I think. I've got you. You know what I mean, Ezra finished firmly, but still too elated to have it come off harsh. You haven't seen anyone since Clara, and that was months ago. That was true. And, of course, Ezra didn't know that the reason behind that was Anthony's uncertainty if Ezra's heading to university would somehow end things between he and Oscar. Anthony wanted to be ready, completely and totally, for the chance that it would happen and he could catch Ezra. Well, what shall we look for? I'll be your... what's it called? Ezra frowned before lighting up. Your wingman, he said proudly, and Anthony chuckled. Very appropriate for an angel, Anthony smirked. Yes, yes, Ezra flapped his hand, waving him off. Now, are you looking for a lady or a gentleman? Anthony never peeled his eyes away from Ezra as the blonde looked around the room. I think I may be interested in a bloke. Ezra hummed, then frowned. Do you have a... a type, I think people call it? I don't think I ever really noticed. Blonde, Anthony replied. That got Ezra's attention. You've never dated a blonde, he protested, then turned back toward the crowd, his eyes lighting up. Oh, but you have had plenty of brunettes, and your preference when it comes to men always seems to lean toward athletic. No, Anthony thought to himself. It's just that the blonde bookworm I fancy has never been available. Him, Ezra said, pointing to someone before turning to Anthony proudly. Anthony turned away from Ezra for the first time in a while to see where he was looking. He was broad-shouldered, the bloke Ezra had to have been talking about. Tall, sort of Adonis C in a way that actually wasn't appealing. He was wearing some sort of jumper with what Anthony could only guess was likely a school. It had looked very school-like, and the colour, the deep green, made his eyes look damn near purple from this distance. Anthony tilted his head, as if trying to look at Adonis from a different angle, and when he did, he noticed Adonis glance in their direction and then do a double-take.
He continued to look at them, and Antony watched as Adonis's face shifted from confident smile to something akin to awe. And it wasn't at him. Antony watched Adonis excuse himself and move toward them from across the room, like he was being drawn toward them. His smile returned, growing wider, and he made for Ezra immediately. Hi, he said, offering his hand. Gabriel Haven. Ezra fell, a pleasure, Ezra replied, taking his hand. He didn't shake it, no, Ezra clasped it briefly. It was something new he was testing out, and this Gabriel bloke seemed taken with it. This is my friend, Anthony Crowley. Adonis, Gabriel, gave him a glance, and then the typical double-take Anthony was used to. Oh, hi, he said, slowly pulling his hand from Ezra's grasp and offering it to Anthony. Hi. Antony replied, taking Gabriel's hand for a shake, which seemed to increase in firmness the longer they engaged in it. It was just on the side of too long before they withdrew, Antony pocketing his hands while Gabriel locked his in front of him. Contacts? he asked. No, yours? Antony countered, realizing Gabriel's eyes actually were purple. No. Gabriel smiled, all teeth and fake charm. Anthony has segmental heterochromia, Ezra offered. I've always been rather fascinated by it, though admittedly my fascination tended to lead to staring early in our acquaintance. Oh? How long have you two known each other? He asked, gesturing between them. Five years. They answered in sync, and Antony smirked at Ezra, who smiled bashfully. Yes, we've been friends a long time, Ezra offered cheerfully, and Antony held his head a little higher. Was he the boyfriend? No, but he was the best friend, and that was almost nearly as good. Sort of. That's pretty amazing, actually being friends with someone that long, and going to university with them. <laughs> he laughed, and Anthony was pretty sure his smile looked like a grimace. Gabriel turned off his laugh as easy as it came on, putting all his focus on Ezra. All my guys are back home, mostly in Missouri. Oh, well, perhaps you will make many new friends. What brought you to Oxford, then? Ezra asked politely, though Antony noticed a very distinct lack of hand-waving. Gabriel puffed his cheeks a bit as he let out a breath through closed lips. I wanted something different than a standard American education, you know? Thought maybe if I got out, saw the world, or at least a different part of it. Here he grinned, nudging Ezra with his elbow. Meet new people. How lovely, Ezra nodded. It's a tradition in my family to come here. It had always been a dream of mine, Ezra said, gesturing toward the ceiling. Tradition is great, really great, 
Gabriel enthused. So, do you two know anyone here besides each other, or...? Oh, well, there's a lovely young woman named Violet that I'm acquainted with, but she's in her third year, Ezra replied. She's one of my boyfriend's best friends. Anthony watched all the joy drain from Gabriel's smile at the word. Oh, Gabriel said, somehow maintaining a winning smile. Yes, Oscar is in Scotland, but our friendship prior to the romantic aspect was primarily long distance. Ezra nodded. We're quite used to being apart. Well, you know, if you're ever feeling lonely, want to talk, Gabriel said, constantly making gestures of being open. Ezra stiffened very minutely and only in such a way that someone who had known him for a long time would pick it up. His smile fell for just a second before he firmed it up. That's very kind of you. Someone called for Gabriel and he appeared torn between staying and going, huffing before clasping his hands in front of him. I have to go, but I'll see you around, okay, sunshine? Sunshine? Anthony grumbled. We'll keep that in mind, thank you. Ezra agreed with a slight nod. They watched Gabriel head back to where he'd come from originally, rejoining those he was with before. He's pretty, Ezra commented, tilting his head to the side. He's an idiot, Anthony said, crossing his arms over his chest, lip curling in distaste. Ezra pursed his lips, narrowed his eyes. He's a pretty idiot, Ezra conceded. He reminds me a bit of that character. Oh, what was his name? The one from the movie. Kronk. Kronk. Anthony groaned. He sighed, rolling his head to the side to look at Ezra. Yeah, suppose he does. Seem a bit like him, I mean. Ezra hummed happily, a slight wiggle to his body that was positively adorable. And... If Anthony was bold enough to admit it even to himself, he'd fallen a little bit more in love with Ezra than he already was. If only he could admit he was in love at all. Mm -hmm.